0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. I'm a dino Democrat in name only. I portray liberal on the radio, but I'm very informed on liberal viewpoints and uh, am able to ask some very pointed questions of my good co-host. Not hard considering the point on the top of your head. Who is... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a dinosaur horn on right. my head. I'm a dino. so. Uh, but uh, that's me. Rhinoceros
2: have horns, too. Rhinoceros? Uh,
1: yes, and you are a, a classic <laughs> rhino. You have yet to uh, pledge full and unwavering fealty and kiss the ring of uh, none other than Mr. Donald Trump. So that makes you a free-thinking, independent John McCain, Bob Dole, Ronald Reagan-type Republican. I pledge allegiance to Donald Trump. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. We have to do it on your knees where you kiss the ring and uh, all at the same time uh, say, hey, stop this steal!" <laughs> I think you have to chant. So Okay. But you don't do that. So, uh, no, yeah, you're losing your opportunity. You're probably losing friends left and right, although you would have fewer... Uh, candidates to whom you could contribute funding. I don't know if you do political can- contributions or not. But I you, do. Well, you would. You're would. <laughs> you losing friends. <laughs> you're going to save a lot of money because uh, unless you're going to start supporting the Stop the Steal uh, Trump anti-vax movement. Well, I think that movement. ship
2: has sailed, hasn't it? Uh, the steel has been stolen no, if there was no, a steel. No, I think
1: it's uh, still a, a active undercurrent for about a third of our audience. About a third of the electorate they're still are still out there saying
2: you know it was stolen. That's all there is to it. You well, know, I can I can understand people believing that, but I mean there's no active uh, counter investigation going on anymore. These audits no. never produced anything. But you really
1: don't need an investigation to know what was done with the election. For example, in Pennsylvania, you know that the Democratic governor uh, jinxed the you know, the system of electing prior to in ways that uh, even he now concedes may favor Democrats more than Republicans. So. You know the mail-in systems and the deadlines and keeping things open and all right. that uh, recounting baloney and all that stuff. Well, that's uh, why th- that couldn't go to the U.S. Supreme Court is beyond me. But in any event, so that was adjudicated and found to be legal. Okay. Well, that's that. Well, it's still a favorite Democrats. So, but I think if you get a little of that going on all over the place, right. I think you're going to have a, a skewed election. Why don't you election. set the
2: show because I've got something I need to share with folks. this all right. morning.
1: On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please uh, check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark Text us at
2: 70236. Include the keyword OTM. This is a very sad story, and I pass it on because the discussion we've had the past couple days, including from our caller, Dan, who says we don't know what we're talking about and that the vaccines are don't, not working and all these other drugs are wonderful. Well, Keith Smith, whose wife had gone to court to have his COVID-19 infection treated with ivermectin, unfortunately died Sunday evening a week after he received his Wait, first So he received ivermectin. He did. He okay. received his first dose of the controversial drug. He was 52 years old. Smith had been in UPMC Memorial UMPC Memorial Hospital for nearly three weeks and had been in intensive care in a medically induced coma on a ventilator since November 21st. He had been diagnosed with the virus on November 20 on November 10th. His wife of 24 years went to court to compel UPMC to treat her husband with ivermectin, an antipyrasitic drug that has not been approved for treatment of COVID-19. York County judge issued a decision saying that he could be treated with it. Ironically, UPMC would not have one of their doctors do it. They had to bring in a doctor from outside. Um... But well, So here is a case where ivermectin failed. Well, but I don't think not they, saying it contributed to his death, but it certainly didn't help him.
1: <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's being touted as a lifesaver. It's being touted as a therapeutic. So if you're too far gone, I mean, none of the approved drugs or unapproved ones are going to help you. Unfortunately, if your lungs get filled up with this virus, it seems like that seems to be know, the end of our, you. I know, but our
2: friend Dan was saying that, well, you know, we're putting all this faith. We're, a lot, we're confused and we don't know what we're talking about with Respect to uh, mm-hmm. the vaccines working. He, and when I asked him how he accounted for the fact that 90% of the people in hospitals right now are unvaccinated, he didn't have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to pass along that ivermectin apparently isn't the. Well, it's not enough to it save joins, your life. Okay. What's, uh, co- close it joins. What's close at chloroquine? It joins that group. Hydrochloroquine. of... Dro-
1: hydrochloroquine. Well, yeah. no, hydrochloroquine is known to be helpful along with the uh, thingamabobs that they give you. The thingamabobs. Yes. Oh, uh, what's uh, <laughs> you know the. I the, never uh, had a thingamabob. Oh, no, I'm drawing a blank. I can. Talking see. about a Z pack? No, no. These
2: monoclonal antibodies. Thanks. Monoclonal Thank antibodies. You. Thank,
1: Thank you. you. A good That's see. why he's the producer. Sure. That's why.
2: <laughs> that's the last thing I'll get right the rest of the day. Oh, okay.
1: Well, if we ask if we ask Eagles questions too, I'm sure you'll get that right. So.
2: All right. Well, there there's our sad story for the start of the program this morning.
1: Incidentally, I tried to buy sp- just one more sentence about sports. I tried to buy Rob and I a ticket to the Cowboys Eagles game that's coming up uh, next year, and the tickets are thirteen thousand dollars at this at the side of the stadium, at the fifty yard line. So. Um, I guess that won't be his Christmas per present seat. this year. So we, I couldn't get them. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry, but I'll,
3: I'll, I'll forgive you this time.
1: All right. We'll watch it on TV. All eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five 795 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. And it's time to turn the fan off. Uh, is it? <laughs> Eric, you're on the mark.
3: Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Mark, you're a Dino Democrat in name only. That sounds like me like you're a unicorn, a mythical <laughs> figure that doesn't exist with that spike on top of your head. What do you think?
1: <laughs> yeah, it works. It works. It's, it's all good.
3: Uh, yesterday, we got kind of heated with our discussion, didn't we? And I, let's try to tone it down a little bit. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of comments came in after my call, which is fine. Uh, that one gentleman who, you know, I, I retorted back about he's saying I want to kill people. His, I think his, his statement was that um, I said, I'm a Democrat, and the Democrats Wants to kill off the old people to save money. I think that was his point, wasn't
2: it? No, that or wasn't was, his point. His point was he said, You ought to be happy that the Democrat, okay. uh, as a Democrat, that this is what's happening. He didn't accuse you personally of anything. He was just pointing out the fact that many people on the left had that opinion. Right, those mythical death squads. Right, still, mythical he still remembers that. that. Wow, <laughs> which is a good memory.
3: But to say that I'm happy, then, that does throw me into it, doesn't it?
2: He said you ought to be. He didn't say you were.
3: Anyway, think, regardless, moving that was on. I yesterday, and again, I applaud anyone, anyone who calls into this show and puts their name on it. And I think anyone who texts in, especially if they don't put their name put their name on are nothing but cowards. So I encourage <laughs> people to call in, uh, study, study the facts, call in, and, and, and prove your point. To me, texters, are uh, they, they lazy or just whatever. But um, the one caller late yesterday also was, was throwing up his examples of his relatives or whatever who had gotten the, the shot and then died. Uh, those, those are what we call, and, and people say, "Ooh, I heard this on the radio. I, I read that on the internet." That's that's what's known in psychology as the uh, the theory of dramatic instance. It's like when a um, a says, oh, the next the next birth of the, the royal house will be a boy and will be a prince, and it happens to be true, and they, oh my gosh. That person's clairvoyant. They, they know the future. <laughs> and clairvoyant knows full well that one out of every 200 births, 105 of them are boys, so the percentages are, are, are there. There, And Is if, that if true? they're wrong, you forget about it, right? So, uh, so I, I, I'm sorry that that person had deaths in their family. Uh, but to then attribute the fact that they got the shot, I think he said his, his, his brother-in-law was out hunting or something and then died suddenly probably died suddenly of a heart attack. I mean, unfortunately that happens a lot with hunters, especially trying to drag out a deer or something. But the science the science says, hey, get the shots. And then if there are breakthrough, and a lot of people said yes, well, I, my my relative had the the shot and they had they got sick anyway. Well, yeah. But how many people who had the breakthrough survive, you know, ninety some percent plus. So um but but that's not the reason I called this morning if I have a couple more moments. Um, you're already on KOK getting, um, airing uh, political ads for Dr. Oz? Did I hear that correctly? That's
1: Yipper.
2: Correct. Do you know what's in the carpet bag now? No, uh, stop that. Dr. Oz is a <laughs> Pennsylvania resident. Is he? he is? He is. <laughs> Technically. When? Tuesday.
1: <laughs> Something funny?
3: And that is the definition of a carpet bagger, isn't it?
1: Well, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. But regardless, it's perfectly legal. It's like what uh, um, the governor did last year during the election. It's all perfectly legal, but it doesn't mean it's right
3: it's what the governor did last year during the election yeah extending what the, the mail in not another not another state did get elected
2: well let me put it to you this way that what really counts is the ability of the person I can think of another guy who was called a carpetbagger the first time he ran his name was Bud Schuster he moved from New Jersey into the congressional district that I happened to be in at the time in southeastern Pennsylvania he won election defeated a um, an incumbent state senator who had been in that area became a congressman served with the for I think almost 25, 30 years, was chairman of this transportation committee. Did so much for the state of Pennsylvania. So what's really important is not how long they've lived here, but how well, how good a job they'll do if elected. And I think Dr. Oz would be an outstanding senator. And brother.
3: And and right now, his what's his political um, political views?
1: Um, he's conservative. He wants to reignite right to your...
3: Pennsylvania again? Is that, is that what his to, thing is?
1: He wants to spirit? reignite your spark. Your divine spark.
3: <laughs> I'm, sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Divine spark. And what's this well, guy's qualifications to become a senator of the United States?
1: He's a divine spark reigniter. <laughs>
3: He, he, he's a doctor who invented something. All right, what were, what were
1: Bob Casey's, Casey's qualifications to be a United anyway, States Anyway, regardless, <laughs> we can't get into this. Last, we'll give you the last sentence, Eric. Go right ahead.
2: Uh, how about this? Have
1: a good day. Hey, we'll All talk right, later. Fair work. enough. You too, buddy. Yeah, Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead.
4: Yeah, good morning. Uh, as far as Eric goes in texting, you know, you guys have the names, right, when the text comes across? I'm just
2: asking. We have, with the uh, emails, we have yeah. their email address, and sometimes people will sign some something else. Like uh, the fellow who signs himself Doug actually has another name, which we know, but we aren't going to disclose. One, one but we don't require you folks s- who call in to give your last names and your house addresses, and we don't require it to the emails or texters <laughs> either. Right. One is slippery well. slope at gmail.com.
1: I I would venture guess that's not the individual's real name.
4: Uh, no, no, I'm talking about text in general, just text oh, in general, because I know well, yeah, in know the past when I've sent texts in, you have mentioned that it came from me. I'm just wondering whether or not you have the names when the texts come across.
1: No, no, he had your because, phone number. Yeah, I just know who you are.
4: Uh, okay, all right, because, you know, he calls people cowards that text in. Well, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> That's if the system.
4: Person calls, if a person calls in and uses up their two minutes or whatever it is, and they have more to say, the texts come in.
2: That's right. There's nothing wrong right. with it. So we're to not coward, condemning. We're not condemning to, we do everything We're not calling you that. We welcome texts. Oh, I we welcome emails. Did. Okay. Uh, Bob signs his Eric texts. Eric called
4: people that that text in and use email. That's what Eric said. Right. right. Lazy and cowardice.
2: Well, you do both, so you don't fit the definition.
4: <laughs> I, I know I do, but I'm but I'm I'm a little tired of the condensation, you know, the condescending tone from him. But anyways, that's not why I called. When are the feminists going to stand up for women in women's sports and stop this crap of men coming over, saying they're women, and dominating the women's sports?
2: Yeah, that, uh, that uh, swimming issue uh, at the University of Pennsylvania is really egregious. Really egregious.
4: Terrible. Yep. Terrible. I've I, I seen one report.
2: He beat the, the next, he, won,
4: he beat the next place winner by over 30 seconds
2: actually it was thirty eight seconds as I recall
4: okay, and well, it was over thirty seconds yep. you know so that's over half a minute that's probably a length of a i don 't know I'd, i i 'm uh, I'm a terrible swimmer i 'd probably drown if I get in the water too much, but anyways, so i don 't know how fast it takes the long it takes to swim the length of a pole, but that is ridiculous
2: well when you look and, at, and, when you look at the uh, the individual um, he really doesn't she really doesn 't look like she has done much uh, to transition. <laughs> That's because I'm not last year he was swimming I'm, on a men's team. Right, I know. I'm. I'm just saying it. I, you know, I, I don't doubt that there are people genuinely who feel trapped in a body that they shouldn't have been born with, but there are probably other people who make the switch because they want to get the medals and the gold and, you know, think the they got an advantage. Yeah. Yeah,
4: the advantage, and that's disgusting. When are the women in the in the you know the lefty feminist movement going to stand up? and defend these women that are actual women that's what i want to know and i want to hear from some women out there that are feminists that aren't just letting it go by and we never hear from them they're okay with it i think it's a pile of horse dung.
2: well you don't hear too many going the other way that um uh women who were who would want to transition to men competing in men's sports you don't hear a lot about that do you
4: You don't hear anything about it because it doesn't happen. (laughs) Right, Because they know they couldn't win. Because of the difference between a man and a woman. It's biological. There are two (laughs) sexes. I don't care what a guy wants to call himself. It's still a guy. Unless he's going... Well, even if he's going to the hospital, got the operation, had everything removed and replaced, still a guy. You do the chromosome test, he's still a guy. He's got mental issues. And he's also got an ego issue which needs to be stamped down because he's ruining women's sports, just for the one case, but he's not the only one. There's a whole pile of them ruining women's sports.
1: Yeah, uh, all the decisions that have to be made about who can compete and who can't, are all those decisions made, this is the end of the conversation, or are we still looking for more information that's still being debated or lawsuited or whatever? Are we done with sports, this is what it is, that uh, men who are transitioning to women can't compete, end of story?
4: Well, it sure sounds like they're making final decisions because the people that make those decisions are way to, uh, afraid of the woke crowd. that are going to come after them and sue them and do whatever else they think they need to do to them. The boy them or whatever, so they're afraid they just give in and let this happen.
5: Yeah. And, you
4: know, yeah, I've, I've seen reports that the women on the team down there in Penn, they won't say anything publicly. Well, I guess there's a couple that's come out and said something public, but it's very quiet. They won't because they don't want to be ostracized and basically, they'd probably be drummed out of the university by the lefties down there.
2: Yeah, it makes you wonder what the coach thinks. you know Well he or she, I don't know who the coach. At, I don't know who the coach at the University of uh, Pennsylvania is for women's swimming, but let's assume that it's a woman. Uh, you know, I would think she would have something to say about it, whether or not she let the person compete on the team
4: maybe she wants to keep her job and she thinks that's what she has to do to keep her job.
2: It could be. Which is
4: a whole other problem.
2: Yeah, it could be. I I don't know. I just think it seems unfair to women. I I agree with you on that. You know, I I don't fault anybody for wanting to transition if that's what they believe and that's what they're comfortable with. But then, on the other hand, to use it to their advantage um, for, what, scholarship money or whatever, it doesn't seem fair to me. But that's just my opinion.
4: Well, there's reports out there that people think that he's going to try for, you know, do this, and and that'll get him a spot in the women's Olympic team, they think, because, you know, he's, he's outclassing everybody that's swimming, because it's a guy. It's not a woman, it's a guy.
1: Well, and I know that the, there were big dis- discussions and debates about this prior to the last summer game, so I would imagine the winter games are going to have the same conversation, so to be continued. All right, Stan, thank you so much uh, for Appreciate voicing your, your viewpoints. Very, very much right, appreciated. Uh, Joe was talking about ivermectin, so we got an email related to that. Another one of our emails relates to January 6th, so we'll read that on the radio. No text yet. Texts can be sent to 70236 with the keyword OTM. Uh, emails to onthemarket.com. And we got time for another caller, and it looks like it's coming in. Okay, well, we might have time for two callers. You never know. one 800
6: Welcome back to WKOK live telephone talk show on
1: the mark. Uh, d- Joe came in with a clipping about ivermectin and one individual who was treated with it uh, died and Joe said, well, see, it's not a cure. but I don't think it ever was intended as a cure. It's intended to combat the disease. To that end, one of our emailers sent us a
2: note. Yeah, Doug says, ivermectin has helped thousands of people combat this virus. You just don't hear about them from the media. You bring up one person who took it and ended up dying. By the information you gave, it sounded like he took it too late. It's been known to be a prophylactic to help prevent from getting it or to be very effective against the virus when you have it earlier and take it early. I have family members, including my 74-year-old in-laws, who have used ivermectin, and it was very effective in fighting the virus. Go ahead and continue to laugh and joke about the horse medicine, all you want. But the fact is that it has prevented many people from being hospitalized and from dying, whether you believe it or not. It's a generic drug that is cheap, and that is why it has not been approved to treat COVID. Signed, Doug. But Doug, that wasn't my point. My point was, simply, that you know, if, if you're going to put your faith in ivermectin, why not put it in Nobody the vaccine? Nobody said it was a cure. It's a treatment.
1: You, if you get okay. if you're in a terrible wreck, they're going to put you on a ventilator, but that isn't going to save your life.
2: Oh, it is going to save it's your life. It's going to help you. A ventilator could very well save your life. No, it'll help you, but
1: if your body shuts down and you're too badly hurt, it's like saying, oh, the ventilator didn't work, you died. Well,
2: you know, its whole body was destroyed. You no, know? but so I just given think, the two things. I think you put too much faith in what people said. Now, what I'm looking at is the fact that, you know, people are saying that I can't take the vaccine because it's unproven, mm-hmm. you're, you're crazy, you 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 know you don't know what you're talking about when you say it's going to help. And yet 90% of the people who are in the hospital with the vaccine or the virus are unvaccinated, 90%. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't tell you something, I don't think you're paying attention. Well, it obviously
1: says something. It doesn't say anything about ivermectin. No, I will, I will but say uh, that. if I
2: were going to put my faith, if I were going to look at the results, the results are that 90% of the people in the hospital have not been vaccinated.
1: Well, and think how much better off they'd be if they had some ivermectin. <laughs> okay. You don't know that answer, do you? <laughs> ah, ah, I win the argument. It's over. Dan, well, you're on the mark. Wouldn't have
2: any worms.
5: <laughs> hey, good morning. Well, Joe, what you said? Yeah, the gentleman died, but the hospital would not give him that for two weeks. He laid there and his wife tried to get that for him and they wouldn't do it yet the last minute they gave it to him it's just exactly like Doug said it was too too late to save him now that don't prove a thing that just he would have died no matter what so yeah it's like Doug said you gotta take the ivermectin early not not when you're right on the edge of death. <laughs> not yeah, when they're doing CPR. <laughs> that's a poor case. And, you know, I think uh, I know you gentlemen have your, the way you want to look at it, and that's the popular media way. That's the way it is. They're, you're going to keep promoting your way, and there's there's not much use, I beat this dead horse into the ground anymore. We've, I've basically said all I have to say about the other methods, vitamins, I I up my vitamins, I up zinc, I up I vitamin D, vitamin C, I upped all that after I got it last two years, about two years ago already, and You know, them things mean more than all the and shot you're gonna get, and so.
2: Hmm. Well, that's your that's your opinion, but let me put it to you this way: I was exposed to somebody who had COVID, who tested positive for it, actually had COVID. How close exposed? Within a foot. Within a for foot, how long? For about two hours or an hour and a half. A foot away for two hours. Right. And he's and I mean, breathing his little COVID cloud. But you know, and I've had both. I've had both. Uh, I've had both shots, and I've had uh, the booster. I didn't get it, and the person I, on the I, other I, side didn't get it, and he also had been boosted and vaccinated. So you know, when you're exposed to it and you don't get it, I say the vaccine works.
5: And I know. A- People that work right alongside of people in a plant in this area, and they were right next working, and they didn't get it. But they didn't. They refused to get the vaccine, the so-called vaccine, and they didn't get it. But they're they're healthy people too. That walk, exercise. In fact, I walk with one of these people almost every week and they they they're exposed to people that have it they're not getting the vaccine no matter what till the government grabs them and forces them holds them down that's the only way they're going to get it <laughs> because it's just not proven joe it's not a proven method it, it's uh fact well you you already got the reports people are dying
2: They got the three shots. Yeah, but Dan, you're you're inconsistent, Dan, because you you talk in this program about how wonderful Donald Trump was, what a great president he was, you believe everything comes out of his mouth, he tells you to get vaccinated, and suddenly you don't believe him. (laughs) Well,
5: hey, we're we're not the ring kissers like your media. The media
2: all... We're kissing Donald Trump's ring?
5: They all say that people like me that believe Donald Trump did a good job in America, we're all ring kissers. We kiss every place on his body. I we'll won't mention, but it's Whoa. not true. Whoa. There's a thought us.
7: I'll carry with the rest of the day.
5: Him.
1: Call back, call back, call back, call back, call uh, back. This is WK, okay, Sunbury.
5: Is CBS News on the
2: Hour, your home for original reporting?
1: I'm Deborah Rodriguez. At least 88 people are dead after tornadoes swept through the Midwest Friday. More than 100
8: are still missing.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe is here. Uh, we are hosting open phones. So the topic of your selection, we've had some callers call in about vaccination and ivermectin and emails and texts related to that. So we're passing those along as fast as we can. And we would just love to hear from you today on these and other topics. So on the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We want to tell you a little bit more about the Sunbury Motor Company and one of the vehicles I got to drive around and finally got to drive around in the Bronco off-road version with the lift kit built in. And oh my gosh, it is just crazy. Uh, it is a wonderful vehicle. It just is dying to go up in the mountains and over some rocks and hills and uh, out to the coal regions, out to the AOAA. It is geared for off-road travel. It's got a high clearance rate and a big lift situation and bigger tires and still getting great gasoline mileage. The mileage is still about 30-some on the highway and uh, uh, 20-some mid-20s-ish in the city. There's a hybrid version available. You can go camping in it. Uh, I think the perfect one I saw set up had a little roof set up on it so you can uh, camp on the roof of the vehicle if you so choose. It certainly holds a ton of stuff up there, but just a great opportunity great vehicle great outdoorsy vehicle it's a Bronco brand new Bronco the Bronco Sport is out there the Bronco Off-Road and the Bronco Lorencio has the big lift kit and all the big fat tires and everything uh, I might have made that one up but it's certainly going to be a fantastic vehicle it's got Ford Pass too so check out the new Ford Bronco at Sunbury Motor Company they got a couple to two, three of them in stock and would love to hear from you so check them out please and uh, then guess what uh, you'll become one of the millions of satisfied customers from the Sunbury Motor Company. I started out that journey at sunburymotors.com. We do have some very brief news headlines here. Some, valent- va- some Valley volunteer fire companies are pitching in to help people devastated by the deadly tornadoes in Mayfield, Kentucky. The Lower Augusta Township and Goodwill Hose fire companies are leading the efforts and have set up collection drop-off sites at Sunbury Motors Kia in Homeless Wharf, Coles Hardware and Sunbury in Sunbury and Country, Turf. And trail longer at 147 in sunbury one of the organizers tracy boyer
7: canned goods unperishable items paper plate something that they can use with no power toilet paper paper towels the biggest thing we'd like to do as well is take some toys down for the kids for christmas at least put some sort of bright spot in there for them
1: She says at those locations, if you don't see a volunteer there, you can place your contribution in the 24-foot trailers that are placed there. They hope to take them down on Monday. We have all the details about this at WKOK.com. Latest on the pandemic, the surge, uh, pre-holiday surge continues in Pennsylvania, about 8,000 cases per day over the three-day weekend, about 24,000 new cases over the three-day period. State Department of Health uh, says about half of the new cases were in Northumberland County. The new local cases were in Northumberland County. 193 new cases. 72 new cases over three days in Snyder County. 80 in Union County. 38 in Montour County. So that's sort of the new normal for those particular counties. Uh, Geisinger, Danville, some good news. They're treating three fewer COVID-19 patients with 125 souls on board there. There were eight new deaths in our area. Three each in Union and Montour counties. And uh, Union and Montour counties and uh, let's see Snyder County had one of those uh, deaths as well. A bill approved by the state Senate would prohibit vaccine mandates for our children.
9: The bill's prime sponsor, Senator Michelle Brooks, says it seeks to prohibit an anticipated COVID-19 vaccine mandate for students in grades K through 12 to enter school.
7: This legislation is not about the vaccine itself. It is about parental options In fact, I have spoken to many, many vaccinated parents who just want to be given back their parental rights in responding to COVID.
9: But Senator Anthony Williams says he doesn't understand the need for the legislation.
6: What is curious about this is that we don't have a mandate. So we're passing a bill to prevent a mandate that we don't have. I don't understand that.
9: The bill passed the Senate on a 28 to 21 vote and now goes to the House. Mark Sims, News Radio, 1070 WKOK. Hey,
1: and uh, let's see, finally, Joe, this is tough news for your favorite political candidate. The Dr. Oz show has been canceled. Sony Television says they're pulling the plug now that he's running for U.S. Senate here in Pennsylvania. Because of election laws, a candidate can't have their own TV show. The time slot is staying in the family. His daughter, Daphne, will host a cooking talk show in its place. Daphne Oz, I guess.
2: Daphne okay.
1: All right, so Oz
2: is off the air. Sorry, buddy. Well, I, I, that's absolutely required, as you know, the rules. What are the rules? The rules are uh, if he, uh, if you let him be on the air, um, his opponent can request equal, equal facilities. Not mm-hmm. equal time, equal facilities. What's that mean? Which would mean you would have to give a TV show to his opponent, <laughs> in essence. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, how many, he has like truth, four or really. five people, there'd be a lot of network time. Well, for U.S. Senate, Republican-wise, <laughs> there's
1: about 16 candidates, so you'd have to devote 16 hours of programming.
2: Well, it depends on how much you give them. <laughs> you know, if you give him 10 minutes. Well, Oz has had hours. Right. But you well, don't have to catch-up. How long did he program? 90 minutes or an hour, was it? I forget. I'm it. sure it's just an hour. An hour, probably so. <laughs> Bad enough that long. But his program was great. He's a quack. Yeah, well, that, that's what cracks me up. I mean, all these It people, quacks you up? It quacks me up. Uh, he was called America's doctor by no less a liberal personage than, can you think of her name? Well, it doesn't matter. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> She's the he, one that got him started.
10: He fell
1: from grace because he started <laughs> accepting money to promote unproven quackeries.
2: He may have been
1: America's doctor. Give when me
2: an unproven quackery.
1: That he did? Oh, this tea that he said that would cure cancer that was, like, even the medical community, the official medical community came down and said you can't cure cancer by drinking a fine local beverage. It's just not feasible. So it, it doesn't, you know, the bottom line is he would allow uh, very, 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 very questionable things. Not like ivermectin, which, you know, had some empirical studies that said it would be a, a good prophylactic against COVID. You know, not Really? Like there that. were
2: studies that showed that? I don't believe there were.
1: Uh, I think there are. I think it's just not approved
2: by the FDA. So the, uh, an actual scientific study, peer-reviewed? Um. Well, maybe I'm mixing. My, I think you are. My, uh,
1: well, I don't have them in front of me is what I'm trying to say, but I do know that there is some actual evidence to indicate that ivermectin can be helpful against to fight the disease, either to prevent it or to do. It we know be, that it, to be it true. It may well
2: be, and I'm not arguing against ivermectin. Or All crackery, I'm saying is, for that matter. the main, Right. I personally believe in ginseng tea and that, that'll cure anything. right? <laughs> Seriously. You know, if people want to try that, if they want to put their faith in that, I guess that's up to them. Right. It's their health, their body. Well, well, that's I, a
1: good point. I mean, I, I guess he he portrayed himself as sort of off the beaten path of the medical community and that's probably consistent with that. So it's probably not um, as bad as I think it is. He probably said, look, this is unproven, untested. There's no actual evidence to indicate that this would help somebody. But uh, here you go. Drink this tea. All right. Let's, uh, we got tons of great emails. And, we do. We uh, do. We do. No new texts, though, but great emails. So that's the upper one you hit. Uh, All right.
2: Someone, uh, Mark, uh, says, my My son-in-law was fully vaccinated and is currently lying in bed very sick. He was tested and is COVID-19 positive. So tell Joe the shot is not the suit of armor that he portrays it to be. And that was not there are breakthrough infections. I never said there weren't. All I'm talking about is the main chance to stay healthy. To me, it seems like it's the vaccine. That's my personal right. seemed, choice.
1: Particularly against the Omicron variants, it seems as though it, it helps you not only fend it off if you come across cross the, like you said, you were close to somebody that you knew was, cont- you know, now was contagious. Right. You didn't know it then. But, um, the so we do know that, and it that person can help didn't know it either. Prevents so you from getting it. it, and we know that the severity is less. But it isn't a uh, sure thing. It, you know, it's it doesn't. Uh, it's just to help. It's like a therapeutic. it, it
2: just helps uh, prevent the disease. Well, you know the main chance. If I drive down the highway and I see a light's red, I could say, no, there's nothing kind of be coming. I'm just going to go right through that red light. Okay. And I may get through that red light without being creamed, but I may not. (laughs) So my main chance for staying safe is to stop at that red light on the off chance somebody coming the other way will run into me. I feel the same way about the vaccine. The main chance is that if I take it, I won't get COVID-19 and I won't be sick. So mm -hmm. far, knock on wood, that has worked for me.
1: Well, yeah, There's uh, the illustration has some analogy, but I, I also think no, vac- it is an analogy. vaccine <laughs> is, um, is a little more... Su- well, And stop signs or red lights are certain, too. We know for a fact they prevent collisions, so right. I guess that could help. All right, lower
2: right-hand corner, Joe, if you would. Lower right-hand corner, all right. Giving ivermectin or any of the other known therapeutics when the patient is near death is the same as giving an antibiotic when a patient is near death. I think there may have been more to that thought that didn't get uh, well, that got yeah, cut off. That's, you get the point. Right. I got mean, the point. If
1: you're, al- you're going to die, you're already too close to the edge.
2: Uh, upper right-hand corner now. Said, what follows is a single question multiple choice test. You cannot answer this question incorrectly. This is a participation exercise and everyone will get a trophy. Question. <laughs> what is the best way to protect yourself, your family, your community, and your country from COVID? Answer. By getting the vaccine. B. It is a trick question because Mexicans are crossing into the U.S. illegally. C, it is a trick question because there is no such thing as a vaccine. As any vaccine <laughs> or just the COVID vaccine. There should be a D, all of the above. But if a company produces something, they call
1: it a vaccine. It's a vaccine. They could call it chicken soup, but they don't. They call it a vaccine.
2: Well, what is it that Donald Trump announced that he was going to pull out all the stops to have created? It wasn't chicken soup. Oh, it was a vaccine. Speed. Right. At warp speed. And he did it. And, you know, what amazes me that the majority of people apparently who are who are unwilling to take this vaccine are people who supported President Trump. Now, maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's what it seems to be, isn't it? Wouldn't you agree? Mm hmm. So why is it that President Trump was so right in other things but so wrong in this? <laughs> well, I, you know, I think even Trump Trumpians
1: realized that President Trump was wrong about some things, so this might have been it. He was wrong about the vaccine. He was wrong about— I uh, should uh,
2: use the word wrong. Trumpian would be a description of how something is done. Trumpsters would be a description of people <laughs> who adhere to the wisdom of President Trump. I think they recognized that he had, a, had one flaw, and
1: that's that he— ...promoted the vaccine, but that's his only flaw, That's his only flaw. That's his only flaw. Upper right-hand corner, and then we're going to have to switch topics.
2: Craig says, I wonder if Eric and others with the same submissive attitude lived in Florida, where the society is returning to normal and people are free to vax and mask up or not. If he and they would rush to move their families to New York City from Florida so their family can live under the safety of the draconian government mandates that they support. And, you know, there was a very interesting report this morning that California and all the states on the West Coast have these mask mandates, and they're not better than Florida. In fact, in some instances, the states are in worse shape than Florida. How do you account for that? Well,
1: are the states the same, though? Do they have the same population, same density, same activities? Are they identical in all other ways?
2: I don't know what that would have to do with it if you're going
1: to get well, sick from I'm the just virus. Saying, if, you, if you live in rural Snyder County, if you're way in the western part of Snyder County and you don't see a gazillion people every week and you don't want to get the vaccine, but you don't have close contact with lots of folks, well, I don't think that's the end of the world. But if you live a foot from somebody in New York City, I just think. to to compare, you know, Colorado to Florida to Pennsylvania. Well, Florida is a
2: fairly densely populated state, as is California. I don't think that's an unfair comparison.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I'm just saying. So what are the real demographics? Do they really match up? I mean, if you would say North Dakota
2: or Wyoming compared to California or New York, I'd say you have a point. All right. Dennis, thank you for waiting. Go
1: right ahead. You're on the mark.
8: Yes, good morning, guys. I um, sort of want to switch gears, so I hope this doesn't deflate the big balloon of COVID today. But
2: <sighs> Go ahead.
8: Anyway, <clears throat> I have close friends that moved to Kentucky several years back. You know, I wanted to talk about some of the aspects of this, you know, devastation that you don't always hear on the media. Um, luckily for them, they, the tornadoes pass six miles north of them, and they're intact. But they have a close friend, and he shared a conversation in a text to me that his friend has a good-sized farm, you know, right in, I think it was Bremen, above Mayfield there. And anyway, she said, we're okay, there's a lot of damage, she says, but I'm watching our livestock. She says, they're out in the fields now with tractors piling up all the dead livestock, and the ones that are severely hurt, they're out there shooting them at the moment. And I'm like, oh wow, the it's aspect is something I didn't even think about, you know. But it really sad, devastating to, to think that you know you have a farm and your animals. And I said, wow, I didn't hear that on the media, but really sad when you think about it. So. I just wanted to throw that maybe to shift gears a little bit today.
1: Right. And we did talk a little bit about the volunteer fire companies. Goodwill and Lower Augusta started this, but I think you're going to see a lot of folks stepping up around here and helping out in different ways to kind of get things going down there. Yes, just uh, bizarre damage. I mean, ridiculous. 200-mile path of one tornado, uh, junk from one home popping up 150 miles away. Crazy.
8: the Kentuckians are quite resilient, like the Pennsylvanians. Uh, people are offering their barns and their stables and their fields that didn't have any you know, connection with the tornado to those that had so much destruction. So, All
2: right. All right. So I, I got you, took, Dennis. It took me
8: back when I read that.
2: So. Well, thanks for calling, Dennis. Appreciate the yep. comment. Yeah. Thank you very Take much. All
1: eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Standby callers. We will be right back.
6: Welcome back.
2: You're listening to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Mark Lawrence is sitting across from me. We are talking about a number of things today. Uh, Again, it seems to be related to the vaccine and other medications you might want to take or might not want to take. Uh, as therapeutics, one of our texters says, next month the government will change the way it calculates inflation to make it appear lower. yet anyone who considers the notion that governments might be faking COVID numbers are derided as conspiracy <laughs> theorists.: Yeah, we do change the uh, method of counting everything in the u s government from time to time inflation well, and we don 't want and back, one of the other stories I brought in this morning is a new poll shows how thoroughly disgusted Americans are with president Biden 's handling. <laughs> of inflation oh yes all right one more of the emails and then we will all right while i do have the freedom to call it seems more appropriate to send an email the show is on when i'm at work i have no problem with on the mark using my first name if eric is so brave he should be proud for you to use his entire name put up or shut up actually we prefer people not use their entire name on the show <laughs> to be honest with you all right. Uh, let's see, Mike. You are now on the radio. Go right ahead.
1: Did I push? Hello, the Mike. I pushed button. Are you there, Mike? Going once, going twice. All right. Call back, Mike from Bloomsburg. We'll try. Al, can you hear us?
11: I hear you, loud and clear. Perfect. Good. Okay,
1: All you're right. next up. Mike, call back. Open we'll put you open. back to the front of the open line.
11: Yeah, I'm working in the neighborhood, so I can hear you well.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're not far from Chickalomie State Park Overlook Region?
11: I was going to put the trump sign back in the yard in your front yard, but uh, I'll, I'll do that later. Okay. That trump sign out along the road is blown over. I don't know if you guys noticed. We have a trump sign.
1: Oh, yeah, it fell I'm over.
11: <laughs>
1: uh, it's not ours, but uh, I'm sure the farmer's listening, so he can put it back out. He, he put a flag on it too. That f- fell down the other day.
2: I put that back up.
11: Well, that's good. Uh, it looks like somebody knocked well, it out. That probably isn't
2: why you called, Al.
11: No, well, I called well, because I looked up the definition of uh, vaccination, and the jab doesn't qualify. So I find it absurd that we're gonna go with the, keep calling the jab, which is more appropriate than being called a vaccination and really not a vaccination.
1: Yeah, who did we just talk to? The the one uh, online dictionary, not Webster's, maybe another one, said they are going to have to change the definition because what they're calling a vaccination in their definition is that, you know, it eliminates a disease. But we do know the fact is that vaccines do not eliminate
2: diseases. You, um, You are also a big Donald Trump supporter and Donald Trump's created these vaccines and called them vaccines and said you ought to get vaccinated with them.
11: Well, he we had to put the money out, and you know they're not going to turn the money back. So whatever they created, they were going to call. So President Trump,
2: President Trump messed this up, huh? He he failed miserably. Is he that what you're saying?
11: Be, he might have been bamboozled there a little bit. <laughs> oh, God. You know, you think okay. he's so
2: sharp and everything else, but this he got bamboozled. Okay.
11: He got a little bamboozled, but anyways, uh, the vaccination is like a definition, which a definition is like the truth. And if you keep changing the truth, it becomes absurd. So it's absurd to keep changing definitions to fit our narrative. I mean, it's, if you can believe that the, if nobody can believe that the vaccination, I mean, the disease came from China out of uh, the lab. They can't admit that. Why can they not admit anything? You know what I mean? Why should we believe anything they would give us?
2: Well, let's see. All right, we don't believe the Chinese. Donald Trump's been bamboozled. What what, what positive do you have about the the, the virus uh, the vaccines? Anything? I mean, you don't think that anybody should take them?
11: Well, the, no. The, it's the whole COVID thing. It's you know, it's like the it's Spanish flu.
2: It's a bamboozlement. National.
11: Well, the Spanish flu went away after a while,
2: right? Well, Donald Trump said it would go away. He said by Easter of last year, we, we'll be done. <laughs> Come on. Well, he was been bamboozled. <laughs> what did, What did we know then? Nothing.
10: <laughs> 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 he didn't
11: say Easter of what year. He, just, he, <laughs> he <laughs> meant
1: 2022 <laughs> after <laughs> he's long gone.
11: I told that something tough before. I said the 4th of July, but that came and went, and I said, well, I didn't say this 4th of July.
1: Mm-hmm.
11: But I had to go by the next 4th of July.
1: So gotcha. Hey, every Every day is going to be a holiday when this pandemic is over.
11: I'm trying to make about as much sense as our government does right now. And uh, you guys are falling right for it. So that's
1: oh, good. Oh,
2: yeah. We have <laughs> We don't stand for anything, so we'll fall for anything.
1: <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a Fox News statement if I ever heard one. All right. You thank that you so much, Al. For thanks wallet. for calling in. Thanks, Al. Appreciate you that. Uh, Mike, you're back on the air. Are you there now?
9: Yeah. Can you hear me?
2: Now yeah, we can hear you. Yep.
9: Okay, good. Um, Yeah, I just want to relate my experience. Uh, There was an article in the Press Enterprise about a week ago regarding a $3 million grant that was given to the Benton Foundry. So I called up uh, Senator Gordner and Representative Millard and uh, Commissioner Young because they all three appeared in the article. Uh, and I asked for a call back because I wanted to talk with it, to talk about it. And, um, so the next day I did get a call from commissioner young and we had a civil conversation and we agreed to disagree. So I haven't heard from Senator or the representative yet, and um, I'm not sure what's going on with that, but, um. The other thing I want to mention. Well, is we, say, I we don't. In,
2: we're not I certain, the, Mike. We're not. We're not getting your point. What? What? What is it about this grant that's uh, troubling to you, or what is there about it we should know? Because our, uh, oh, you're, you're mentioning okay. something we I haven't heard of before. Grant.
9: Yeah, I, I consider it corporate welfare. Uh, Benton Foundry is a wildly profitable business. On their website, they brag about making a really good profit since 1975. I don't think they need taxpayer money. That's what I wanted to talk with them about. So, um, but, you know, and I will eventually, uh, I guess, get to talk with them. Um, but about inflation, you know, I think inflation is mostly caused by profit taking. I think there are far too few companies controlling the economy. I think it's time to enforce antitrust laws. A good example of that would be like Procter and & Gamble, Gamble and maybe Kimberly Clark. They're the two companies that control a huge amount of consumer goods, and, you know, their prices have gone up recently about the same time. So I don't know what Joe Biden could do about that. I think that's a matter of, uh, as I said, uh, not enough competition. That's what I think.
2: Right. Well, the anyway. only 28% of people who responded to an ABC News poll found that Joe Biden was doing an incredible job of handling empl- inflation, while 69% disapproved. It also found that Biden's approval rating has recently slipped on how he is handling other key issues as well, including the COVID-19 pandemic and the economic recovery. Well, so, in my
9: opinion, they would be misinformed. <laughs> I think they should start reading a variety of News sources, and I, when I say a variety, and I've got to watch TV, you got to read some books, you got to read the newspaper before you, you know, can get a, a good grip on what's really going on. I found out about my opinion about inflation is based on a lot of reading, but uh, sec, former uh, Treasury Secretary, I guess, Reich, was the one who laid it out in a really good article. You can find it on the internet. It's uh, you know, it does a good job, and uh, I'm not an economist. You know, I, I was a businessman, successful one, by the way, and I understand, you know, capitalism. I like it if it's done right. So, yeah. So have a great day, guys. I gotta go.
2: All, All right.
1: Nice. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. You're welcome. We're going to take a quickie break. When we come back, uh, we're going to continue open phones. One of our next callers uh, would like to talk about uh, talk to Santa. So we're going to change the topic to.
2: Is <laughs> <laughs> she been naughty?
1: <laughs> we'll have to ask you to help uh, uh, portray Santa someday on a commercial or something up here. You do pretty nicely. We'll be right back.
6: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area.
1: Uh, welcome back. We talked about the definition of vaccine is evolving, and here are good listeners pointing it out. We appreciate this. It says, according to Webster, now the COVID-19 injection does meet the definition of a vaccine. It's a preparation that is administered by injection to stimulate the body's immune response against a specific infectious agent or disease. Do your research, please. Explanation point. I don't know why they put that there, but yeah, this is the new definition. Well, because some
2: people are calling and saying it isn't a vaccine. We well, have yeah, the
1: definition you to be that it would eliminate diseases, and uh, of course, they had to update that. So you know, that was just
2: Merriam-Webster has been taken over by the conservative well, you the
1: know, liberal elite. And if you think about it, vaccines never eliminate the disease altogether. I mean, societies can eliminate them. Vaccines just help. But well, I know and totally. when I was
2: in Rotary for years, Rotary has been saying, we're going to eliminate polio mm-hmm. because there's been an effective vaccine against it, but still, uh, they have not been able to eliminate it. There are still people getting polio.
1: So thanks for that email. Much appreciated. Uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. Thank you for your patience. Please go right ahead.
7: No problem, gentlemen. Good morning. Merry Christmas. I wanted to uh, comment about um, the show, the talk show in the evening where the children can call Santa. And I just want to say uh, the following. First of all, I'm a, I am motivated to make this call in part because of the lady who closed your show yesterday who was begging to talk about something else. Here I go. (laughs) That show is just charming. It is the quintessential Christmas joy. I, I am grateful to the radio for providing the show and to the parents and most especially to the children who are willing to share their little talk with Santa Claus with all the rest of us. Last night, I was amazed when one girl asked for a math book. How wonderful is that? (laughs) Remember, maybe two weeks ago, we were discussing... Uh, an issue surrounding math, teaching math, and here's a child who in her Christmas wish to Santa asked for a big, a big third grade math book. I hope he grants that wish. I think that's important. Do
2: you think it might she be possible the child was just trying to say something she thought Santa would want to hear?
7: Oh, the cynic in you, tell, Joe. It just breaks
2: my heart. Yeah, Democrats say that's not true, Joe. Oh, okay.
7: <laughs> Jeez.
2: Oh my God. You know, I, I always say when I was a but kid... I do uh,
7: thank the radio for providing that show I bake in the evenings at this time of year and I look forward to clicking it on at six o'clock and listening to those children's wishes Um, and I urge everyone in the area to think about making a contribution to make some child's wishes come true you can do toys for tots you can do uh, what's this thing that uh, KOK is supporting the here for good
1: oh yeah here Here. for for good (laughs) there's a period after four right children I I know uh, the Salvation Salvation Army does does, that. There are lots
7: of other groups fundraising. Um, We gave toys. We have given toys to Toys for Tots for decades. My uncle served in the Marine Corps, and we honor him by doing that every year. You don't have to have a Marine in your life to do this. You can just do it if you ever had a child in your life. And you know in your heart of hearts that that will bring them some joy on Christmas.
2: You no. know, There's
7: what, my effort to change
2: the subject. I, I, you can call me a cynic, but when I was a kid and Santa Claus said to me, what do you want, little boy? I would say, Santa Claus, I want world peace. And he'd smile, and I'd say, and a new bicycle. <laughs> well, hey. Every
7: year, a new bicycle? Where did no. you have room for all that stuff?
2: <laughs> no, just once. It was some other thing that I really wanted, but I would always ask for world peace first that well, would make Santa a, happy.
7: That's a lot of calculus to impose on a four or five or six year old child, don't you think, Joe?
2: Probably mm-hmm. so. Probably so. But, right. but you're right, it is a charming program. It has won, I will say, it has won more awards uh, f- as a children's program than any other program in the history of Pennsylvania broadcasting awards. And it, every year it was like People actually stopped submitting other entries for a number of years because Talk to Santa just was so far head and shoulders above all the other programs for kids. Well, and Rob is the main producer; certainly was for many years, and
1: keeps that going. Right. Kevin. Well, you have
7: to laugh at that elf. He's quite the scamp, isn't he? He's, <laughs> and he's very quick with the funny little quips with the children, which sometimes are more directed to grown-ups. Yes, than they are exactly.
2: Kids. <laughs> but you always get a great big gold star at the end of the deal. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? When they check in the book, it's just—it's just a charming show, so well done, and uh, it's just a joy to. I've listened to it now for years, and I'm so grateful you do it. I thank the sponsors for putting it on the air, you know, paying for the time and, well, and especially the, to the kids for letting us share those
2: wishes. It's been on the air since 1933. Wow. Really? Yep. Holy smokes. Isn't
7: that amazing? That's yep. a lot of commitment out of WKOK to do that. I I think that's a wonderful, wonderful show, and I hope they keep doing it for as long as I'm tuning in because it's just a joy to bake cookies and things and listen to those wishes well thanks for your call, thank you
1: yeah thank you so much appreciate that yeah kudos to rob he's the main broadcast producer but uh, chad evans uh, produces the video version the youtube version the live youtube version but kevin's involved in this Uh, tony a former intern now a part-timer and sammy and uh, rebecca out of the front desk and matt Catrillo is helping out this year, and Than Mitchell, of course, was Santa for many years. And Miss Ann is over there in the studio, and Chad Hershberger. So uh, those are just, the, and those are the ones just I can think of off. No, head.
2: it was actually the Santa Claus. It's no one.
1: Playing well, yeah, Santa, Santa is the Claus. big person, and the elves are right. the uh, main characters, and so they do their part. But they're they're paid to be Santa. They're and, at the and, North and, Pole, uh, right? That's their life <laughs> is to be Santa. So I don't think it's a stretch for Santa to be Santa on the radio. And thank heaven for engineers back in 1933 coming up with a radio that can talk radio, yes. the, to the North Pole live and direct each day. This is pre-YouTube folks, so <laughs> this is real tube, not YouTube. A little, little static at the beginning but then it all clears up. Wow, the kids have really got to summon this uh, Santa to get right. to get, get this line. radio to work. What is it? Is the radio, is Miss Ann says the radio is powered by enthusiasm. Is it really? Yes, okay. <laughs> so that's what makes it go. Fair enough. Alright, one 800 we have got time for some more calls. I'll go ahead and take our last break. We got some great emails. We want to sift through those. A couple of two, three te- texts. I asked the question, is um, is Pennsylvania the same as California, the same as New York, the same as Colorado? And one of our listeners says, m- a population density in the major cities in those states is in comparison that you want, Mark. So compare Miami to Los Angeles and New York City. Another one says, the only way to measure COVID cases is population per 100,000. Florida has the highest population of seniors in the country, and I believe their case rates were higher.
2: No, they were lower, I think. Oh, were they? Okay. And another listener says, go ahead, Joe, right there. Mark, the difference between states like Florida and states like New York and California is their COVID response success is their governors. Right. So, yeah, I just I'm just asking, you know, it, what
1: is the same? We're saying Democratic governors aren't as good at saving lives as Republicans, and that could very well be true.
2: No, are, we're saying Democratic governors are more likely to shut businesses down and make okay. people wear masks and but impose live draconian longer. restrictions. No, they don't. That's the
1: point. They die sooner if you're in a Democratic no, state.
2: I got they that. just are no better off than they are in a Republican state where they don't have such draconian measures. Right. Yeah, because the death rates are higher in Republican areas. We know
1: that to be no, true. No, we don't
2: know that to be true. That's the whole point of the story. Yep, it's quite true. If
1: you're in a red area, your death rate is higher. That's how it works. All right, we will be right back. we got callers coming in and lined up. We'll be back shortly.
6: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area.
2: Right, lower right-hand corner, and then we all get, right. Get, President Biden has only tried his best to educate Americans about COVID-19. If people don't listen, that's their stupidity. Have a great day. <laughs> a lot of stupid people must be participating well, in this because show. Because, well, we can. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> but that that we can verify. Uh, Al, you get 60 seconds of glorification and fame.
11: Oh, oh, oh merry Christmas. Well, I just wanted to tell you that I was on there 60 years ago when it was over in uh, Sunbury. Fort Augusta, Augusta. right. Yeah, and then uh, 25 years after that, my kids were on it. And then uh, a few years after that, I had to pay my kids, and we sponsored a commercial during the time. And uh, my kids were on the commercial, and Santa Claus was, you know, we had a nice commercial. You guys made us. So I just wanted to say it was a family tradition, and I still tune in, and, and I just, it warms my heart. And I still remember what I said um, when I was six years old over there, at WKOK in Sunbury. It was, Are you uh, waiting
2: for us to ask you what it is you said? I'll
11: yeah, I'll say. I was waiting. <laughs> All right, what did you say? Uh, Christmas is coming, and the goose is getting fat. Please put a nickel in the old man's hat. If you haven't got a nickel, a pent will do. If you haven't got a pent, well God bless you.
1: All right. We got you, Al. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. English poetry. <laughs> poetry. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. All right, Dick, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for waiting. You go right ahead.
12: Well, I just wanted to make a part about talking to Santa. You know, I was born in nineteen forty three, so it's like pre pre television and, and pre FM radio. So for me, AM radio was a big deal, and Sunbury was the big one of the big deals around here. So I listened to Santa every night, and for a seven or eight year old kid, that was a really exciting time at night. And, and the problem now is to listen is they cut their power back. You'd have to listen online, I'm assuming, because you know, and you can't at five at five forty five or whatever or four forty five their power goes down. So I even lose I lose the Steve Jones on on AM radio at least in my house. So. We can listen uh, on the it, it was a big deal to listen. To. And the other thing that was really big deal. And I'll make this quick: is going to Sunbury or Winsport to shop was back because there was no malls. So I'd, we'd leave Willesburg, we'd drive down there, and for, a real treat was to go to Kifans on uh, on the front street there, or whatever the street main street is, and get ice cream Market's or something. General. It was really it was really for a little kid that was a big deal. Yeah.
1: All right, and yeah, go up the street yeah. to Lebo's and buy some bacon. Pies, yep. All right. Thank you so much, Dick. Lebo's Thanks for the call. Yep. Good. appreciate the kindness. Don't forget,
10: too, you can Dick. listen to it on Eagle 107.
1: Right. Right, yeah, it's on Eagle 107 FM, now 107.3 FM, and there's a live stream on our Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app or uh, Eagle107.com. Right you can click to it that way. But, yeah, lots of electronic broadcasts other than just the radio, but the radio is quite important. Upper right-hand corner, Joe, and then we'll take okay, our call. Okay, EB
2: says... Two Major takeaways from the damning January 6th committee hearing last night. First, Trump and Mark Meadows wanted to use the National Guard to defend the violent thugs attacking our Capitol. This is a flagrant abuse of power. It is also anti-democracy. Those of us who had our eyes open already knew Trump was loathsome and despicable, but this takes it to a whole other level. Meadows and Trump both deserve to be in jail. Second, Fox News hosts were texting Meadows during the insurrection, warning that Trump was, quote, destroying his legacy, unquote, by not calling off his rabid cult members. As I'm sure you know, reporters are supposed to be impartial, even though they were correct in knowing that Trump should have been stopping the insurrection rather than enjoying it. Their casual ability and willingness to advocate to the Trump administration is a violation of journalistic ethics. More proof that Fox News isn't really news, it's propaganda. If that thing were any more slanted to the left it would fall over on its face well th- <laughs>
1: they aren't news people that were doing the commenting to the Mark Meadows they were uh, political Pankers. commentators right that are you know paid to just have an opinion on one thing or another so they weren't news people I mean it wasn't Brett Baer sending text to the president although the the Fox hosts were right the president should have stepped up sooner but what's more disconcerting is how many different efforts president 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 Trump had to usurp democracy that he never deployed. I mean, maybe it's noteworthy that smart people got to him before he did, but it certainly is disconcerting to know that he was very interested in pursuing a coup in
2: one form or another. I I heard that story a little differently, uh, and I I must admit that I didn't hear all the coverage this morning, but I heard the, the sense I got was that Trump was talking about the National Guard for the day after to ensure there was peace. Now, I may be wrong on that, but that's the way I heard it. All right. Not that he was trying to get the National Guard out to th- overthrow the government.
1: Right. Uh, well, that, that wasn't it, but the, he wanted to Well, defend. that's what E.B. made. Right. Well, No, that is true. That's what the president had talked about. The president had all kinds of things that he said that he wanted to do and that he wanted uh, Mike Pence to do, but he didn't enact any of them. He just was silent when the the riot was underway. Well, no argument that he should have been out there a lot right, he should have, should, Well, I agree. All right, Mike, you are next up on On the Mark. Go right ahead.
10: Yeah, uh, yesterday, anyone that paid attention to the Democrat left media was aware that the talking point for the day was the uh, Republican attack on democracy, you know, that was fueled, by, started by Donald Trump and now being carried out by people like myself that voted for him. And uh, I, I found something very interesting in the New York Times. It's called the uh, the Daily Newsletter. It comes out in the morning. And in that letter, the, the author a Yale, Ivy Leaguer, uh, highlighted how people like myself are supporting politicians and the Republican Party that want to destroy democracy in the United States. And it buried in the middle of his article, he offered some suggestions to Democrats that Democrats should work harder to get working class people's votes now I, I have to ask you guys isn't the Democrats the party of the working people already
2: that's what they say they are yes family that, sustaining well, well they, is, they were in
1: the past but not anymore I mean President Trump had gazillions of middle-class working dogs supporting him still does
10: well he he does but, you know, basically that fellow that wrote this article, a highly educated person, is telling Democrats they have to get working uh, class votes. Well, you know what? 2016 proved just what you said, Mark, that the Democrat Party is no longer the party of the working class. And I, you know what? I don't think they care anymore.
2: Now, why why would you say that? What what is it that they've done that makes you believe that they don't care about working people anymore? The fact because, that they're letting inflation run rampant and uh, <laughs> lying about uh, right, this mate, build keeping back the economy better plan and <laughs> helping gas prices come <laughs> down. Now,
10: it's the so the terrible. Bit, yeah, the build back better, better plan that's uh, paid for already. The, you know, the one that the CBO has said with what maybe five trillion dollars. No, the answer to that question, Joe, is this. In 2020, they found out that they can essentially win the elections without the working class. And in fact, they I believe this Build Back Better plan is a plan to basically uh, weaken the middle class and to push more people into the lower class. And then that way, the Democrats can harvest those votes to win all the elections that they need. So I, I think they they feel, and the people that are pulling the shot or you know controlling the Democrat Party, you know they want one class. Well, actually, two class: the elites and then everybody else. That that's my opinion.
2: Well, it, you know, I certainly can't dispute all of what you're saying, but I I think that there's a certain amount of cavalier. Uh, attitudes in both the Republican and the Democratic Party toward working people. Everybody wants to claim to be for the working person. If the Democrats say they're for the working person, then they should be stopping inflation by whatever means necessary, because that certainly hurts working people dramatically. I mean, the cost of everything going up, the fact that they're going to change the uh, the way inflation is calculated next month so it doesn't look as bad isn't going to change the fact that the prices we pay for everything we buy are going through the roof. It,
10: it, exactly. And that, you know, when it comes to taxes, inflation is a tax on your paycheck, it's a tax on your savings, and it's most of all a tax on the people that don't have any savings and don't have very good jobs and the ones that are working to get by week-to-week, month-to-month, paycheck-to-paycheck. I mean, it is insidious. And that, you know, they keep talking about the threats to democracy. Well, this inflation is a threat to our society. And like you said, I do not see the Democrats who are in control from top to bottom doing anything to make it better, and in fact, what they're doing is making it worse.
1: Yeah, you're right. All right. We got you, Mike. Thank you so much
2: for calling in. Appreciate your call. Appreciate that. There's no hope. Okay. uh, (laughs) Right-hand side of the screen, Joe, all All the way down to the center. The Meadows story is that he told someone the National Guard would protect pro-Trump people on January 6th. Okay, I'm I'm not certain that that's the way I heard it, but that could be too. Uh, Another emailer says, last night on Fox was a story about Dr. Fauci and what it is known he is involved in. Besides doing horrible experiments on dogs and helping those puppies die a horrible death, he is also doing experiments on monkeys. These monkeys are located on what is called Monkey Island in South Carolina. He is having them injected with a substance that causes extreme pain and death. If this weasel is involved in this kind of treachery, what the heck is he doing with us and the vaccines? I've had all the vaccines available at this time, unfortunately had no bad reaction, but Dr. Fauci is someone who needs the spotlight put on because he is a monster. The monkeys, the weasels. Monkey Island, I never heard of that.
1: Well, right. you have got to enjoy some fringe media, buddy. You're missing it. I guess. Must be. You're listening to News Radio ten seventy, WK O. K.
10: Sunbury. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with open phones on WK O. K. Sunbury.